everyone. This is Melanie and welcome to episode 170 of the Savvy Girls podcast. I am podcasting to you from Newport, Rhode Island. And today's episode, I don't honestly know what I'm going to talk about. It is so late. I know. And I feel like I should get something out anyway. And I am remiss in my podcasting duties. So sit back, be patient, because who knows what we're going to talk about and enjoy the show. And I say, hey, just an ordinary day, and it's all your state of mind. At the end of the day, you just got to say it's all right. Hello, everyone. So anyway, this is Melanie. As I said, I am here in Newport, Rhode Island, just for a couple days. And... First, again, I am so sorry the podcast is late. I shouldn't be talking now anyway. I'm supposed to be on vocal rest, which is clearly going well since I'm about to record this very, very late podcast. But anyway, so what is there to talk about? Well, have I done any knitting? I have not. <laughs> but but if <laughs> there we go, the end. Just kidding. Because if I were to talk about knitting, this would be a very short podcast. However, I suppose there are lots of things to talk about. So I don't know. I'm just going to talk, I guess. So let me think. In the last couple of months, I have done a plethora of travel. I've done basically all the travel. And thinking back, I can't believe I actually went to so many places. I mean, gee, where did I go? I went I went to Lebanon. Jeez, I mean Lebanon. I went all over Turkey, all over. I stopped in the airport in Greece. I went to London. I went all over Germany. Whew. I went all over Canada from Edmonton to Newfoundland to Toronto to the south of Nova Scotia to Halifax to Moncton, New Brunswick, here in the States. I'm currently in Newport. I tomorrow I'm going to Wallingford or somewhere. I've been in New Haven in New York in um, New Brunswick, New Jersey, which is different from the New Brunswick, Canada, where I also visited. I was in Savannah, Georgia, in New Orleans, Louisiana. We're talking a month. I've done all this in a month. Oh, and there were stops in CLT, whatever airport that is. I honestly, I don't know where that is. You know, I don't even know where I am most of the time. So yes, I have been basically everywhere. And let me tell you, I'm really, really tired. But so I'm in New York right now. I will be doing some knitting. All of my knitting supplies, all of my yarn at the moment is in my storage unit in the north of Manhattan, where Basically, everything I own, except for my piano and bicycle, currently lives. Luckily, it is on the subway stop, but unluckily, I'm not sure where the yarn is in this tiny storage unit that holds all of my worldly possessions, basically. So I am going to have to dig a little bit and probably wind it by hand. (sighs) But I feel like there should be some knitting soon, and thus there will be. Probably a hat. See, there is so knitting talk. Let's see, my swap edition package, my main package went out. I actually delivered it to the recipient in Germany. That was really fun. She actually, she came to my hotel in Hanover for a sleepover. So we had a sleepover. We went to the Christmas market. I gave her my package 
and she gave me yarn. So I guess I do. I do have one skein of Volmeiser. So I suppose I could knit with that because it's pretty cool yarn I've heard. So I suppose I should make, I should take full advantage and make something interesting. So what am I doing in New York? Well, I did not expect to be in New York right now. I sort of figured I would be anywhere but New York because it's expensive and all of my things live in a storage unit. And anyway, I am in New York performing two shows off Broadway, which is actually pretty prestigious, actually. I'm performing Opera Mouse, which has become Holiday Opera Mouse. So it's basically Opera Mouse with some background music from Messiah and the Nutcracker. And instead of singing a song Mozart wrote, all the kids sing Jingle Bells because it is a holiday, not Christmas, not Kwanzaa, not Hanukkah. It is a holiday song. So that's Opera Mouse. And I've actually got all sorts of gigs for Opera Mouse coming up, ranging from possibly Dubai, possibly all over Southeast Asia. Yeah, basically everywhere. I'm. There's going to be a lot of travel coming up in the spring also. It's still, I haven't signed contracts for it all yet, but yes, there's going to be much, much, much more travel. Unfortunately, full theaters, and okay, just saying, unless you're Hamilton or Wicked, it is impossible to get people in your theater in New York. People if people see Wicked and Hamilton, oh, if they can get in, I wish. I would go see Hamilton instead of doing my show. But it is really hard to get people in smaller theater productions in New York. And I've actually been doing pretty well. I'm ranging from about six, I'd say 40 to 60 kids for my kid show, which in New York is pretty good. And then I suppose 50 to 80 for my adult show. I'm doing Red Hot Mama, Sophie Tucker Cabaret. So I might as well talk about those. Opera Mouse, Holiday Opera Mouse. That many kids are really loud. I need to be louder than all those kids. And in a space that small, there isn't really any point in miking. I don't know that miking would make a big difference. I think it would just sound bad. <sighs> I'm losing my voice. I've strained my voice. I have no idea how I'm going to get through next weekend. This weekend, I mean, I have three to four shows. They preliminarily scheduled Opera Mouse on Christmas Day. I sort of feel like no one will come. So I don't know if that'll happen. But yeah, it's sort of scheduled. So I have a bunch of shows. Red Hot Mama is a big sing. I've been over singing it to make up for the fact that it turns out a lot of people in New York actually met Sophie Tucker, which is really cool. I mean, I think she she died in 60. 68. She died in the late 60s. And it is really neat that people actually met her. Unfortunately, it is less neat that anyone who met her knew her when she was older. And thus their picture of her is almost a caricature of herself because in her later career, she was Sophie Tucker being Sophie Tucker. And my show is based on her earlier life when she was, you know, my age. And she did not look like a 70-year-old woman being larger than life. I mean, my show is, the show I'm doing is accurate. However, people are not necessarily realizing that you can be Sophie Tucker. Her career spanned from 19, something like 1904 to the late 60s. So there was a lot of Sophie Tucker, which one could be. However, um, yeah, so I'm getting, I'm getting in a little bit of flack from the audiences about that, which is unfortunate. Um, However, I mean, 
Well, someone wrote online that um, I'm a young college student playing someone who is supposed to be a raunchy older woman. See, she was a raunchy older woman, but before she was a raunchy older woman, she was a raunchy younger woman. Yes, but seriously, young college student? I could have a child. If I had had a child, you know, it wouldn't have even been that awful a mistake at that age. Who could be a young college student? So, well, it would be a mistake, but I mean, it wouldn't have been the worst mistake at the age of at which I would have had that child. So... I suppose, I suppose that's a compliment. I've thought of drawing on wrinkles and getting a wig. The thing is, it's a small theater, and when someone's two feet away, I think it would look awful. And, oh, I just want to sing the music. Anyway, so the shows are going well (laughs) with a few frustrations, but they are, they are going well. And um, I'm trying to decide if I should do the Sophie Tucker show in Edinburgh next summer or maybe do the knitting show again. I have a slot. I'm just not sure what I will be doing. So that's that. (sighs) Um, The problem with performing in New York right now, actually, is I'm actually feeling like I'm being punished. Because, yay, I get to perform off-Broadway and it's I actually have a key to the theater. It's amazing. It's really exciting. But I have nowhere to live. And so, since it's holiday season, Airbnb is now basically illegal in New York. I'm staying with a friend up in Washington Heights, north of Harlem. And um, he's great. He doesn't listen to the podcast. I just sort of figured that since he liked the men, the apartment wouldn't be quite as um, boyful as it is. So... I hope you don't listen. Oh, please don't listen, because I am really grateful that I got to sublet a room in your apartment. But, um, yeah, there's a new shower curtain provided by Tina, my former neighbor, (laughs) which was nice of her, because the other one really smelled. And, I mean, there's mold all over the bathroom and hair, and it's not head hair, because it doesn't have any head hair. And it's just... Girls, a girl apartment is different than a boy apartment. I'm not, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to push gender roles in any way, but seriously, I've lived with girls. I live with guys. It's different. I have almost fallen in that toilet several times with the toilet seat being left up and that is not the toilet into which one wants to fall. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And also it's an express stop on the subway. So that means when you take the subway, everyone, everyone crowds in. And it is like a whole bunch of sardines in the morning. Seriously, like sardines. With the smell, also, like sardines. So I'm not loving my living situation right now. Oh, oh. And even better, even though I legally sublet this from a friend for New Year's, he sublet his whole, like, sub-sublet his whole apartment to somebody else. So I have nowhere to go on New Year's. I have a show. It'll be over by six. And then I have nowhere to go because he's sub sublet the apartment yay life of a singer it's super glamorous um (laughs) i have tried to get a couple airbnbs i mean he said he'd pay for them but um there's nothing really so i'm thinking of just using that key to the theater and sitting in a chair all night alone on the last night of hanukkah that's new year's and that's super depressing but I have nowhere else to go. So yay, being punished for singing off-Broadway. 
So there's that. Let's see. Is this? But this hasn't been an hour, has it? Let's see. I'm trying to see the time. Oh, 11 minutes. Oh, man. Okay. Um, this vocal rest is going so well. Let's see. What else? Well, I... Oh, yeah. I had a word I wanted to bring back. I have been reading. So, okay. Since all of my books are in storage... I've been reading books online on Gutenberg because they're free and they're classics and several books in Canada. The In Canada, it's 50 years from the death of the author. So there are some pretty recent books on Gutenberg Canada. And a friend of mine was reading The Once and Future King, and he told me I should definitely read it. And I trust his judgment a lot about things. So I thought, okay, I started to read it. It's so good. So it it tells the King Arthur story. It's incredibly long. I think it took him 20 years to write because it, it's a very long saga. It's like Game of Thrones, but King Arthur. And it references a lot. I mean, it references its source material, which is Le Mort d'Arthur, which was written in the 1400s. And that references earlier works. So there's a lot of referencing going on. And, part, you know, at first... At first, it's not that it was a hard read. It was just that it took a little bit more work to read than some books at first. With all the people and and some of the language used. I mean, it's not that it's words I don't know. But it, it wasn't... I, I, when I read, I read really fast. And I tend to skim a page. And then... I can't really explain it. I sort of skim a page, take a second, understand the page, skim the next page. I'm a really fast reader. But this one I'm reading a little slower just because partly I want it to last and partly there are a lot of names. There, A lot of things happen. Yes. But then I took a break and I went to the source material and I've been reading Le Mort d'Arthur, which is also on Gutenberg. And after reading Old English for several, several subway rides, all of a sudden let me tell you, Once a Future King is a pleasure. It's easy reading. It's easy and breezy, and I'm really, really enjoying it. And it's neat to hear or to read the stories told both ways. So if you're looking for something to reach in the holidays, read The Once and Future King. Take a break partway through and delve through some of the Mort d'Arthur. It, it's in English. It's the Mort, the death, Arthur of Arthur. So it's the death of Arthur, King Arthur. And a lot of it, seriously, is just about people being sad and maidens getting in trouble and hitting people on their armor so much with swords that their their necks are broken or their you cleave their head into their shoulders or from their shoulders or it depends on this. There's a lot of heads flying everywhere. Um, yes. So I guess that, that I think where was I getting to? Oh, bringing a word back. So there is one, there are several words actually I've compiled from this that I would like to bring back, but there's one specific word and that word is mickle. It's a Scottish word, Scottish or Northern English, um, mickle, M-I-C-K-L-E. And it's a noun. It means a large amount or it's an adjective and it means very large. So on the internet, the example is she had a great big elephant that's one of those mickle beasts from Africa. My example is, look at that ball of yarn. It is the most mickle ball of yarn I have ever seen. Or look at that crazy knitter's mickle yarn collection. Or Melanie has mickle talent, but she's still living in a slum in New York right now. So mickle. And oh, you could use it for the holidays, such as where's my mickle present this Hanukkah <laughs> or Christmas or wow. That's a mickle big fight we're having at the dinner table. 
what a great holiday it is. So yes, Mickle, bring it back. Bring it back because you know what? Learning is always good. Yes. Okay, we're not at an hour. Is this thing on? It's still on, right? I hope it's still on. Yeah, also I'm not editing this because I'm exhausted and I have so much work to do. And um, it takes so long to get anywhere in the city since I'm living so far up that I have not had more than an hour in a week to actually get work done. And I have so much work to do, so I have to get it done here in Newport. Yay! Yeah, I would love to just lie around and cry because I'm so tired, but no, no, I have, I mean, it's a good work. I'm setting up concerts for the spring and applying for grants and, and things, good things. It's just, just holy moly, Melanie's tired, yo. <sighs> All right. What else? I was going to talk about presents. Yeah, you know what? This whole pre-Christmas thing, as in, you know, the carols and the lights and the trees, I've seen it. Oh, I was in Mexico, too. I've seen it in so many countries. It started in Mexico on November 2nd. They were just putting up their Christmas decorations. I've seen them in airports all over the States and Canada, as well as in Heathrow. I have seen Christmas celebrations, getting ready for Christmas celebrations in Turkey, in Lebanon, basically everywhere. I feel so ready for the holidays, even more ready because in New York there are Hanukkah decorations. And that is such a treat. It is such a treat to see Hanukkah decorations up. You know, I don't mind the Christmas decorations when I get something too. My holiday's a good holiday. We don't have a lot of images though. There's the menorah, there's the dreidel, there's, there are the sufganyot, which are the jelly filled donuts. But yeah, no one ever makes a jelly filled donut hanging. And there are Stars of David, so we, we really don't have all that much. And we only have one color, it's blue. Christmas gets two colors, not really fair. But I guess I'm saying is I am so ready for the holidays. However, Melanie does not exactly get holidays this year. So Deborah's home visiting mom and the gerbil and the bird and Savvy Bro, everyone's home. I'm performing on Christmas Eve. I might be performing on Christmas Day, right? I still don't know what's happening with that. Totally no one's going to come because no one knows about it. I'm performing on New Year's Eve. As it happens, Christmas and Hanukkah, for the first time ever, I think, Hanukkah starts on Christmas Eve and runs till New Year's Eve. So the first night of Hanukkah is Christmas Eve. The last night of Hanukkah is New Year's Eve. All the nights in between is Hanukkah. This is basically super holiday going on. And... I don't have anywhere to go, and I don't have anyone to see, and I have nowhere to stay for part of it. So this is, oh, I also have no one outside of Soul Petition, really, for whom to buy presents. So, yeah, it's this is going to be a weird holiday. I have a menorah. It's got birds on it. I was uh, was at my recording studio in Brooklyn yesterday uh, before I left for Rhode Island and I mentioned to Ben at my recording guy I said oh what a nice menorah and he started telling me how they were going to see family in Tennessee and how they wouldn't even use the menorah and I had sad face on and he offered for me to borrow the menorah so I have a menorah it's all set up here even though it's not Hanukkah for four more days or three more days but it's all set up here in Rhode Island it's, it's traveling with me it's super heavy but yeah so I have a menorah I guess I can light it 
up in Washington Heights. People are lighting all sorts of things up there. It smells like pot most of the time in that building. <laughs> My friend already has his little Christmas tree set up. That's weird, living with a Christmas tree, but okay. So I'm going to cancel it out or add to it with my menorah. So I've got a menorah, but it just doesn't feel really Hanukkah-y in that apartment. The woman keeping the TV on at full volume next door, crying and screaming at her dog all night, doesn't really go with the Hanukkah. Last year I had a party. It was an amazing holiday party. Like All sorts of people came, and we had a Christmas carol sing, and we made cookies. My friend doesn't even have cookie trays. I don't even know what's gone in that oven. I don't think I'd want to eat anything that came out of that oven. <sighs> it's not fair. Anyway, so I was talking about presents, I think. Um, yes, I've been buying myself presents a couple little presents, which I'm going to wrap and give to myself because, yay, I did that in the year 2000 when I was alone in London, Ontario, and we're back to that. So that should be fun, not bitter at all. Um, but I was thinking of, you know, presents are all, all, all well and good, especially when you're living out of a suitcase and have been for months. But um, what is more important, I think, is is the occasional re-examining of one's life to think of what one actually wants. And there are a couple of really big things that I want. And to be honest, podcast listeners, I have no idea how to get these things. So seriously, if anyone has any ideas, I'm exhausted. I will take suggestions unless it involves knitting. I will not take those suggestions, but I will take suggestions. Yes. So I have nowhere to live. I need a house. I want a house so badly. And I don't mean some house in the suburbs. I mean, okay, fine, I'd take it. But I've always wanted a New England-like house, not necessarily in New England, but that, that sort of idea, a house with history or any house. I've just, I've never owned a house. I'll never be able to afford a house. I can't even afford to rent a house. Um, I have no idea how people manage to get a house. My piano needs somewhere to live. I think my bird... My bird really likes Savvy Mom. Pretty sure she doesn't want to go anywhere. I'm not sure what Mom thinks about that, but Mom and Colette are just like, the two of them, peas and carrots constantly. The two of them are besties. I think the bird's heart would break at this point if she didn't see my mom for an hour, pretty much. But seriously, I don't know where I'm supposed to go when I'm done touring. I can sort of theoretically stay on the road with a month maybe in Montreal till September but the, at, at some point I need to make a plan so um if anyone has any brilliant ideas of I don't know a not too expensive house that needs buying or I don't know or something I kind of hoped I'd sell a million knitting CDs and then I could buy a house but uh that didn't happen so yeah Presents are all well and good, especially when one buys them for oneself, but I want a house so badly. Imagine just, well, most of you have one, but imagine just having a space that's yours and you can go and go to Chad, because guess what? I might be singing in Chad this spring and go to all over Southeast Asia and know that when you come home, your things aren't in some cold storage unit up, 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 up in Manhattan, practically the Bronx, maybe getting eaten by rats. But um, your things are where you left them, and you have a place where you belong. Yes, so um, 
I guess it's not about presents. That's just sort of a presents are all well and good, but Melanie wants a house. Not a big house. I mean, I take a big house, but just just want a little bit of space. I'm tired of always being a guest. Granted, I'm in a hotel now, so I'm not a guest, but it's a hotel. I mean, I like hotels. I've been in a lot of hotels lately for other work, but um, I want a house. My piano, I don't know what, seriously, I don't know what I'm going to do with my piano when Deborah moves out of New York in a few months. Um, It's staying with her for now just because there's nowhere else for it to go, but if that, I, I can't lose my piano. I've always wanted a grand piano. It's basically my dream. So yeah, I would love a house. I would also love some sort of vehicle, but I, that's probably never going to happen. So at this point, I rent cars when I need them, and I have one now, and it's just so neat to be able to just get in your car and drive and not, you could wear whatever shoes you want. I mean, if I had more than one pair in my suitcase, um, you don't have to think, oh, wow, I will have to carry all of the stuff I'm bringing on me all day and haul it through crowds in New York, which is exhausting, or haul it through an airport, which is more exhausting. So, yeah. I guess I don't even know what I'm talking. I'm so tired, but there will be a podcast and then I will lose my voice forever, probably after. So yeah, if anyone has any ideas about that whole house thing, or I don't know what city I should live in, Montreal's great. I love it. I just, I know one, I know one person there and she's a wonderful person. I just, can I really move to a city semi-permanently where I only know one person? I've done it before. I've been to some knitting groups there and people weren't exactly welcoming either. So hit up the knitters doesn't exactly work there. And I mean, I love speaking French, but I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, another thing I wanted that I actually am doing something about is I made the knitting CD two years ago now, two and a half years ago, and I love it, even though I wish it were selling more. But I love the CD, but... I would love to do an album that's not a concept album, an album that is really, if I don't lose my voice forever in the next couple weeks, an album that is me singing songs that I love. Essentially, I think every artist in the world has done one of these and no one buys them and they have 8 million copies sitting in their garage. But you know what? I want that. I mean, if I, I want a garage for my 8 million copies, but Savvy Mama's a garage. They can sit there. But the point is, I really want to do this. I really want to arrange and sing some of my favorite songs. I think that would be something I'd really like to do. So it is. I've started working on it. Well, yesterday, started choosing songs and arranging songs. So even though there are a few albums I think should be made with lost music, if I'm funding an album, I think I think it's going to be this album. Yeah, basically all the money I've made in the last six months is going to go into this. So totally responsible decision. Yes, totally responsible, but the world needs more music. And I, I'm a creative artist. I'm supposed to be creating. I love all the performing, but I'm doing the same shows over and over and it's great, but I just think I need this. So it's like, sometimes you just need to start a sweater that's made out of, um, Fair Isle. Yes, it is like that. So that is something that I am doing. Yes. Okay, how are we now? I can't. Please say an hour. It's not going to say an hour. 26 minutes. Oh. Okay, Um. what else to talk about on this knitting podcast? Well, Swapetition. 
seems to be going okay. I know I'm not on top of it as much this year. I'm not on top of anything because these performances and setting up performances and having no workspace where I can actually concentrate or be creative and being on the road all the time, it's really, really hard to, to get anything done. However, luckily, this is this year is the best yet for listeners actually on the ball. I don't no one's canceled. The couple of new people seem on it, like totally on it. Thank you so much, new people, because I was getting I was I was a little scared about having some new people. I thought, okay, what's what's gonna happen? Is this am I gonna have to make a million other packages? I can't I can't deal with this this year. But they have they have done it. They have done swap petition. For those who won prizes last year, no, I have not sent them out yet because they were with Deborah. But now that I'm in New York, I can pick them up and I can send them out and they will be sent out. So I am so sorry about that. Thank you for being patient, almost a year of patience, but I will, I will do that. Yes, I will. I don't know what else to talk about. Seriously, I'm supposed to talk for another half an hour. I mean, it could be a shorter episode. Would that be the worst thing in the world if it were a shorter episode? I should really be on vocal rest. You know, I'm going to make this a short episode. I'm going to take care of my voice. And I am going to podcast again really soon and make it way more interesting. Okay, so that's it, I guess. Uh, Have a great Christmas Eve. And I don't know, I will be way more creative next time. I'm sorry. I'm just so tired. But hey, there'll be something. And something is something, unless it's acrylic. It's neat and it's sweet. It's a ding-dong treat. It's socks for little feet. with your knitting all day long. It's friendly and it's fun. Kittens get for everyone, and that is why we sing this kitten song. With kitten one, pearl two, what's a dozer gonna do with a gold darn ball yarn? And stitch three, drop four, pitch that mitten out the door right now. Thank you so much for listening to episode 160 of the Savvy Girls Podcast. If you'd like to reach me, I am, well, I'm on Instagram now under Melanie Presents, I think. I'm on, ooh, Twitter under the same thing, and we're also on Savvy Girls PCAST. We have a Ravelry group, Savvy Girls Podcast. We have a Facebook group. You can always reach me, music at MelanieGall.com or Melanie at SavvyGirls.ca. Next episode, it will not just be me, and it will not be late. So, yay, the holiday episode, we're getting there. Um, meanwhile, tend to your knitting, kitten. My cardigan would look silly without lime green stripes. Well, don't shout. I'll shout. I'll shout if I want to. And do you know why? Why? Because I hate.